Welcome to the Birthing in New Earth podcast, awakening the divine feminine in birth, business, and spirituality. My name is Samantha, and in this podcast, I'll be having conversations with movers and shakers from around the world on a range of topics. I truly believe that when we tap into the areas around birth and business and spirituality, there is true potential for change in the world. The time is now to create the future of our dreams. Welcome to this episode of the Birthing in New Earth podcast. This is Samantha, and I'm so excited to be sharing this episode with you today. In this episode, we have Myra Penaloza, and I don't think I say that correctly. Myra is a role model of moving into grace, a phrase she coined meaning embodying the slow life in alignment with nature's rhythms. She is an educator, entrepreneur, regenerative clothing designer, kundalini yoga teacher, mother, and wife. She is the founder of La Luna Social, a global women's gathering container that follows the cycles of the moon, and the CEO of the Mira Panoloza Collection, a timeless meditative clothing brand inspired by kundalini yoga. In this conversation, Myra and I discuss a myriad of things. I just love this deep dive. She shares with us her journey into motherhood and how she helps women in preconception, pregnancy, and beyond. We talk about motherhood and all the lessons it comes with and how important it is to be on our own healing journey, to be able to raise conscious children in this new earth paradigm. Myra shares her passion for kundalini yoga, slow, mindful living, and regenerative fashion. We discuss her beautiful clothing brand and the sustainable practices that they use with their natural fibers, dyes, and their shift from factory production to family-oriented production from home. And we discuss so, so, so much more. This is another conversation not to be missed. I hope you enjoy it as much as I have. Great. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Birthing in New Earth podcast. I'm super excited to have Myra with us today. She's doing such amazing things in the world, and I really can't wait to chat with her today and see where our conversation flows. So thank you, Myra, so much for being here today on our podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. What a truly a gift. Thank you for creating this beautiful platform for people, and thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Myra. Yes, Myra was on our inaugural gathering and she shared some beautiful wisdom in our gathering. And yeah, I can't wait to see. So she's sharing a lot of many things in the world. And she's from Kundalini Yoga, tea ceremonies, women's circles to this beautiful conscious clothing line. And she supports um, different Balinese not-for-profit organizations. So there's so much that we're going to dive into today. But I kind of wanted to start because you you're not from Bali, but you're living in Bali. So I kind of want to hear your story of what brought you there. And because much of your stuff that you're doing is now based in Bali. So I would love to hear your story of how you got to Bali with your family, your beautiful family. Well, it all started with a photo, (laughs) a photo (laughs) that uh, my husband took of me when we were dating in the beaches of Tulum. And we printed this photo out Well, we printed the whole trip. Like, you know, we had you know, back in the time, well, no, film is still a thing, but you know, it was one of those disposable cameras. And so I printed this, this trip, the whole journey. And on one of the photos, I'm laying on one of the, one of these um, beach lounge chairs. And the background is the scene of, you know, Yucatan's like primetime ocean escapes. And all I remember is having a moment during this new moon And I don't even remember what year, but I took that photo and I cut out the word Bali from the magazine, not full on Bali, but just like the B and the A and the I and the L. And I put Mm -hmm. them together and I put it right on the picture. And then I stuck that picture on my bathroom mirror Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. I had no, I mean, this was before, no, actually, no, this was right after Eat, Pray, Love. But this was like, you know, like not really hearing too much of a commotion around Bali. And I just kind of, and just, you know, self-guided, I put this photo in front of my bathroom mirror. And whenever we moved, I would grab the photo and I kept putting it in front of the mirror. And it just kind of was like, 
continuously imprinting the idea of wanting to go to Mm. Bali or being in Bali in some way, but we never really talked about it, my husband and I. And then we, you know, like cut four or five years later, we get pregnant, have, you know, my daughter Soleil, I have two babies, so I have my first child Soleil. And um, one of our dearest friends moved to Bali and they're an amazing family. They're actually kind of, you know, if you're looking for a role model in life, like how to parent <laughs> and how to yeah. maintain, like they, they were yeah. that for me. And they have a beautiful um, meditation center in Canada and it's, um, I think it's called lifestyle meditation. They might've changed it as people are, you know, mm-hmm. reorganizing their lives at this time. So it was, you know, it was lifestyle meditation and they had moved to Bali for a year and I was just really inspired by that. And I'm like, wow, how did they do it? Oh my goodness. And they actually ended up cutting their time and they moved back six months later because, you know, the kids weren't getting in with it and it was a bit of a challenging and it was hard to create, you know, community and all these things. And they were really missing their home in Canada. And so I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And I'm like, I still want to go to Bali. I still want to go to Bali. And then nine months after having my daughter, Soleil, I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease that happens... I mean, I'm not sure how it happens, but in my understanding, in the way that um, that I was kind of trying to dissect the thing and understand it as a triple Virgo or neurotic like that. (laughs) And and so so I'm like trying to get to the thing. I'm like, how, where it's not, it doesn't run in my like, oh my goodness. And um, it turns out that when certain parts of the, or certain there's certain dormant diseases in the body. And then when you go through trauma, like childbirth, they, they spike up and they come to the, you know, mm. to the epicenter of your, you know, your, your present experience. And so I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and um, my thyroid was, I think, um, completely fucked up for lack of a better word. And they were going to prescribe me some synthetic um, hormone pills to take to manage it. And everything in my body said, no, I did my own personal muscle mm. testing and no, it was clear. No. And so I took matters into my own hands and I sought out all these beautiful, you know, natural pathic healers in my community. And I went to each and every one of them <laughs> and I ended up healing myself with, you know, amazing with yeah. the help of kundalini yoga and just you know vitamins and actually moving one thing that they tell you that they don't tell you after you know in postpartum is to to sweat a little bit you know you got to get the secretions Mm. going and to create just a little bit sweat it doesn't have to be like a full-on body workout but just enough to get a little bit of an upper lip sweat you know yeah and um just to get the hormones imbalanced and Mm. so that happened so then we were on a mission to heal my husband and I were on a mission to heal and Bali just came to the, you know, forefront of my frontal lobe, like, okay, let's go to Bali. Let's, let's just, let's just go. Let's just go for like, you know, let's just go for six months. You know, that's the maximum amount of time that you could stay as a Canadian mm-hmm. resident, because I'm from the US, but was, you know, doing my residency in Canada. And, um, and so that was the, that was a visa that we had gotten at the time. And so, we decided to pack our home up because we're like, well, you know, we want to keep it open. Like, what if we don't want to come back? And we yeah. had a couple couple gigs lined up after, um, you know, booking our trip to Bali. We were teaching um, for this festival called Wonderlust. And we were teaching right after our six months in Bali. We were going to go teach in Hawaii and then in Seattle and then in a couple other cities in the States. And so we were kind of open-ended we're like well let's just see where it takes us maybe we go to California because we were also kind of uprooting our life because we I just knew being a (laughs) Mexican-American that I didn't want to do another winter in Canada like it just wasn't it wasn't good for my health (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's a little it's too much and um so that was so we uprooted everything we we sold everything sold absolutely everything except for our Persian carpets because I love textiles so so we kept those and um and we you know packed a suitcase myself my husband and my daughter and mind you when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's they told me that it was going to be a really really difficult time to get pregnant again if I so chose to 
So at this point, the intention heal and get pregnant. That was the intention because I thought it was going to be a good idea to have my children really close in age. I'm experiencing Mm. it now and it's a bit of a challenge, (laughs) (laughs) but I did it to myself and no regrets. (laughs) And so, so we got to Bali and two days in, I get pregnant. Wow. I get pregnant with my son, Hiro. I know. So the whole six months, I'm pretty much growing and it was just the most amazing experience being in a culture that has so much reverence to creativity. I mean, the level of artisans and art and quality is just so affluent. And I was Mm. so inspired. I was so inspired, so lit. My intention wasn't to come and produce here. And it led me to production here. I was producing in Canada, India. My husband's from India and uh, in Mexico and in Los Angeles. So I had, wow. you know, four, four production places and the way that it worked for us, we're not very factory minded. Like that was never mm. our um, baseline into my clothing collection. We've always kind of, if wherever we are, we'll produce to be prosperous and allow, you know, the natives yeah. to prosper as well. That's kind of always been our, our baseline of how we want to show up in, in a community and wherever we are, how we want to give back. And Mm -hmm. so when we spent some time in India, we produced there. When we spent some time in Mexico, we produced there. When we were visiting my parents in LA, we produced there. Canada produced there. Same, same. And so when we were here, yeah, when we were here, it showed up for us. You know, Mm. it showed up for us. At the time, I was, I had a couple side gigs where I would curate for certain um, yoga studios. So there was this one shop I walked into in Obud, and it was just kind of like um like a like a tailor shop slash clothing line and everything was white and i you know me i love yeah. white <laughs> i love white natural tones anything plant dyed yeah. i am like a sucker for it so i'm like oh i just want to get you know how much is your wholesale for this one particular jacket like the studio that i'm you know representing would love would would be great and um and then the woman just asked me like, oh, and if you have anything you'd like design, I, you know, we manufacture and design. It's just me and my family. And again, it was just, yeah, it was so easy. And I'm like, really? And I was like, perfect. And I had brought in all my sketch, you know, all my sketch, um, all my sketchbooks, all my design stuff. I always kind of carry that with me because with downtime, I love to just sketch and I love to just design and just, you know, I'm always thinking. <laughs> so, so that opened up a portal for us as a possibility to manufacture here. And so like, okay, so there, so we'll have to come back at some point. Right. Mm. And as I'm pregnant and I'm, you know, starting to, to, um, actually I was, I didn't realize I was pregnant at the time when we made this um, connection with this woman and slowly, slowly I'm realizing, okay, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling myself with my daughter. Her pregnancy was, you know, it was, I was so high. And with my son, yeah. I was nauseous. I was irritable. Uh, I was all, uh, the polarity of, you know, yeah. radiant, graceful pregnancy. <laughs> so I was just. I've heard that so much. <laughs> yeah, I was totally florid and like, oh, exhausted. And so, um, so we took a pregnancy test. Turns out I'm pregnant. My One of my dearest friends who's actually, t- she's, her family is amazing. They are now sailing you know, the Asian waters to, uh, I don't even know exactly what their journey is, but they're sailing the Asian waters. And I'm just so inspired by them, them two and their two uh, younger kids. And it's just beautiful. But anyway, she told me about Bumi Sahat. So Bumi Sahat is a remarkable birthing center for um, Mm. Balinese women and for any other women that want to experience natural birth. And the woman who runs and who, who actually conceptualized this whole um, concept, her name is Robin Lim. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she just, I mean, she's like, I think, you know, the, the, the matriarch of the whole uh, mm. doula movement, I believe mm. that we've been experiencing more in North and in North America. And, mm. um, and I have done, you know, uh, I have doula before and I did a lot of uh, prenatal work and postnatal work in different teacher trainings through Kundalini yoga. 
And mm-hmm. that was with my teacher, Gudumuk. So there was, you know, this particular program that she kind of facilitated for pregnant women. Yeah. I wasn't pregnant at the time, but I was so fascinated about it. So I kind of resonated with Robin Lim so well. And she ended up being my midwife for the first um, trimester, leaning into the second trimester. Yeah. So it was just such a beautiful experience. Beautiful. And she kind of just, yeah. And she told us about her organization and I was just so inspired by it. And I'm like, mm. I want to support in any way that I can. And um, as we were, you know, as the the production here was slowly starting to gain momentum and trusting, you know, the relationship that showed up for me and then maybe meeting Robin Lim, it just kind of, there was synergy there. And I'm like, oh, I would Mm. love to just, you know, support and just have it be this beautiful dance that we were creating together. And and yeah, it just felt so good. As people know who have visited Bali, the culture is very much um, grounded in mm. in kindness, uh, humility, uh, very f- village, family oriented, very child centered. Um, mm. And I couldn't have seen myself raising my children anywhere else but here. Yeah, they there would be joglos where it was just really geared around the kids, and there there would be other you know Western or um, North North American or Australian um, owned coffee shops and things, but they would still kind of implement this child centered um, focus. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that we see child centered is you know arcades in, in the west or yeah. you know M- mc donnell's you know with the kid pl- with the kid pens right which yeah. is which is so limiting and for me i just again it just sparked so much wanting to be here and to create mm. a life here and um and then we met our ibu which is our putu we call her our putu she took care of me while i was pregnant she was kind of Beautiful. um she was the yeah, she was the housekeeper of a villa that we were staying in. And we loved this villa because a lot of the ho- homes and the housing here in Bali, it's um, so the bedrooms are inside and the living space is outside. So we call it inside outside living. Um, but I really loved this particular home that we are actually living in now, not right now as we speak, but we are living in now, um, which is an inside inside home. <laughs> so the living room is inside and it was just so perfect for Soleil and I, as we were, you know, growing and, mm. and um, I was moving through the, the, the subtle transitions of pregnancy and she just took care of me and she took care of my daughter. And I remember sharing in that earlier podcast, how I really grew in that period of um, receiving, being able yes. to, to re- yeah, being able to receive, yeah. receive help yeah. and to be vulnerable, to realize mm. that I need help. Yeah. So, um, especially in the Western world, we don't have that support and we feel like we have to do it all ourselves into, into motherhood and especially in motherhood. And we don't, cause we're living in these nuclear families and getting that help and receiving that is a huge lesson. And so this is where I, I wanted to go into, you're starting into the journey of motherhood and telling us more about your journey, Soleil and Hero and, and yeah, some more of your biggest lessons and what you feel is important for other mothers to learn and understand as they enter into this new transition. Oh my goodness. Don't, okay. If you're pregnant or if you're planning to conceive, don't read anything. (laughs) I think that's the best. Don't read anything and don't let anybody like pop your cloud. Like, you, I mean, I strongly believe that the mother, the, very different from a woman, the mother is the highest incarnation on the planet, no doubt, because you incept the new generation into the planet. And it's such a huge responsibility. And the pressure is heavy. And of mm. course, the anxiety is heavy. But just when you're pregnant or trying to conceive, just trust and allow. I have lots of friends and lots of students who message me. I'm ready. I'm ready to have. I can't seem to get pregnant. All these things. And I'm always like, stop thinking about it. Practice mm. conscious conception. Practice yes. conscious conception at the same time by making love for the sake of love making. 
not for the sake of producing something right away, yeah. you know? And, and that's one thing that really gets, um, gets thwarted is this, you know, we, we make by, we create through love, you know, that's the mm. only way that we create is through love yeah. and to really just, you know, honoring both you and your beloved. And even if it's not a male identity identified, you know, man or a female, whatever the case is, just, you know, make love for love's sake, you know, and, and, yeah. you know, the spirit will choose you. The spirit will choose you commune with the spirit. Spirit mm. is want, it wants and it yearns. When I first decided, well, not I, cause it wasn't just a singular thing, but when my husband and I both decided that we wanted to be parents, it came later on in our relationship. Cause we had both decided early on that we're like, Oh, we'll just be the cool aunt and uncle. And then yeah. it was just, yeah, it was just like, well, that was slowly, <laughs> slowly, shortly lived <laughs> because they came in hot. The spirits, they just came in so hot. And I kept dreaming yeah. about, yeah, I kept yeah. dreaming about my son. And so one thing that I highly recommend is really practice conscious conception, commune with the spirit of your unborn child. And then once you're pregnant, don't read anything because you are a walking, mm. you're, you're walking heaven mm. on earth you know, and yeah. whatever you think about or whatever you focus on, that's what's going to manifest. So if you're in fear of childbirth, that's the childbirth you're going to have. If you surrender and allow and liberate mm. yourself from many restrictions, then it's easy, like a, a bar of soap, the baby will slide out, you know, but you have to be the, you know, the container of the experience that you want to experience more up, bottom mm. line. So yeah. when you're when you're trying to conceive conscious conception, communicate and commune with your spirit of your unborn child. When you're pregnant, don't read anything. Just mm. do hip, you know, hypnotherapy is such a great thing. I don't really like the word. I'm mostly like the fact I like to just pray, like just pray mm. that you're going to have, <laughs> you know, the birth that you want to have. And for those nine months, always on the new moon, rewrite your birthing experience. You know, that's, that's the intention that you want to have, you know, write your birthing experience on new moons and then put it aside and then read it on the full moon, you know, read it yeah. in the present tense to your partner. Cause then your partner is in co is in cahoots you know? and, we'll <laughs> and we'll support you and lean towards that experience, you know? And people always, not people, when I was pregnant with my daughter, Soleil, I first had um, a doula that I, that I thought was going to be my doula. And she asked me what my birthing plan was. And I wrote, and I read to her my new moon intention for my birthing plan. I'm like, this is my birthing plan. And she just completely thwarted my, my, oh. my, yeah, she, she didn't, Wow. she, she completely thwarted it, but no fault on her. She just, we just weren't on the same frequency. We weren't speaking yeah. the same language, you know, mm -hmm. but I instantly was like, okay, you're not for me. And I closed the door and I was like, you know, I was like, I'm going to be my own doula. I was like, Rabindra, you, you know, you're going to be my doula too. And, mm -hmm. and then it happened that my mom wanted to be at my birth and it was a really big healing thing for my mom and I. So then my mom was at my birth and then my dear friend, Karen was at my birth, who was actually supposed to secure take for my mom in case my mom, cause we were having a natural birth in case my mom got a little bit scared. Like she was going to yeah. give yeah. her a tour of Canada. And, and then it turned out last minute that one of my dear friends from Punta Cana, Dominican Republic happened to be in Canada at the same time that I was having my child. She said she wanted to photograph the birth. And I'm like, yes, of course. She actually acted in as my doula without even knowing. And it was the most mm -hmm. incredible experience. And we spoke the same language. We speak the same language. So it's very important for you to, to curate the people that are at the same frequency of what you want to mm -hmm. manifest and what you want to hold for your experience. And then motherhood is just a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> talk about talk about triggers and talk about I mean there's there's two experiences right either you're healing your child either you're healing your inner child and you're not mothering or you're mothering while healing your inner child yeah. and these are two things that happen mm. very reg regularly 
and there's a level of vulnerability and you really want to make sure you don't get trapped in the mothering the self without actually mothering your child that you've, yeah, Yeah. that you just given birth. Cause that, that is a trap that subconsciously women tend to fall into. Mm. And um, it's, yeah, it's so true. So, I mean, the first couple of months is um, it's like heaven on earth. Right. And then, and then the hormones die down. You're off your, your dope. (laughs) You're off your dose. (laughs) The the, the dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, (laughs) and the endorphins. You're that just dies down. And then you're left with the reality, like, oh my God, this is forever. But it is the most amazing Mm -hmm. gift on the planet. You, you don't even know love until you, you've, you know, you've, had a child it's just un uncomparable you know you think you're in love with your with your mate or you think you're like oh I love my niece so much like no when it's your own skin on your skin and the smell Mm. oh my god it's intoxicating it's incredible my advice for parenting and motherhood is to trust them let them let them lead yeah you know yes let them lead let them show you because they'll tell you instantly like what feels right for them and what doesn't feel right for them and Mm. it's simultaneously what you need to to witness as well because it might not be right for you either yeah 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 and for a while before I had children I was kind of I had a little bit of a hiccup around like oh but they're your teachers and I was like that's a lot of pressure to to put on a child like what do you mean Mm. they're your teachers like if, and, and I think I was associating it with my upbringing, like me having to mother my mother, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was like, no, that's too much of a pressure. Hence, right. Hence, you know, the minute I could leave, I left, you know, and never yeah. looked back. So for me, I don't see them as, as your teachers. I see them as just exalted beings. Mm. And as they're, because they're just so innocent, you know, between mm out of the womb till about seven that's they're just an open portal to to god Mm. you know they're an open portal to god just as you are when you're pregnant you're an open portal to god you know you're a walking living portal right because they come through you Mm. and their little soft spot on the crown of their head their little pituitary glands are just you know, in constant, yeah, in constant Mm -hmm. innocence, and they're open, yeah, and they're connected, and they lead by their hearts, they lead through feeling, not through thought, Mm -hmm. their language isn't I think, their language is I feel, and then that's one thing that we need to recognize as an adult, is starting to just kind of speak from I feel versus I think, you know, It's, it's something that I'm starting to kind of realize more and more as my daughter is now four, which four is fucking amazing. Four yeah. is amazing. It's just <laughs> the best yeah. age. Truly the best age. I mean, newborn till about two and a half is amazing. And then two to like three, three is just, oh my God, all, all the triggers, you know? Another piece of advice is when you do get triggered by your children or by your child, that's an opportunity for you to actually sit and mm. feel that moment, you know? Mm. Sit and feel so that we- moment. Right. Rather than to deflect and to react or react. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mm. then that little innocent child is, you know, it's, it's, it's on a landmine and it's about to go off and you're the landmine, you know, so just to, to notice the trigger. And I feel like we're all accelerating consciousness right now. Like we're all pretty much waking up pretty fast. And the so shadow fast. work is, yeah, the shadow yeah. work is pretty, it's, like, it's not on look at me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's the collective shadow, the individual shadow, so many shadows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, mm. it's, and it's collective now. And yeah. and we're starting to see, you, you can't deny that there was a moment where you felt triggered. It's like, no, you can't, you can't let the emotion, you know, take over anymore you know, you're, you're strong enough and capable and aware enough and alert enough and yeah. awake enough to be able yeah. to just change, you know, and choose a different path. Right. So, yeah. Cause it's like, it's no more, it's no more like pointing fingers outside ourselves. We can't, it's, it's like, okay, let's take that on. Let's, I got triggered. All right, bring it on. This is great. I can, I can heal. I can choose. I can take a different path because this is how we're going to, we're moving forward as an individual and as the collective. It's so important. Yeah. 
It's so important. It's so important. And I, and I also, with the motherhood tip, I honestly think that, and I strongly believe this too, is that you're, you're here to guide them and not to teach or impose, you know, you're mm. just here to guide them and just show them a hundred percent what love looks like and feels like, and a hundred percent what support looks like, mm. you know, like as totally. a female, yeah, you're the, you're the first love, you know, you're the mm. first love. You are yeah. the first love as a mother and the father is, you know, he's the, he's the number one support. He's the number one fan, you know, yeah. and every, they just seek the dad's approval and they seek the mom's love 110% of the time, <laughs> mm. you know, and, yeah. and attention, you know, they just want your attention. So as much as we are in the, you know, technological age, yeah, I think support, yeah. and it's like, a, I look at it, like, giving them that love, giving them that support, and it's like, we're guiding them, and we're like their launching pad, you know, it's like for mm-hmm. them to be able to, sh- to spread their wings and shine and be who they're meant to be. And it's not us telling them what to do, or how, I mean, how to do it, or what to be, or it's just that guide, like you said. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's kind of my two cents. I'm figuring it out. Yeah, you know, every every day is like a different experience, a different trigger. I am being really proactive with um, somatic healing, somatic energy healing. So whenever I get triggered, I go see this woman here in Bali who works with changing, you know, changing the energy or pulling out the trauma mm. from because it's all a connection to your own childhood. Yeah, you that's know? what I was just gonna say. It links back to then when your childhood, your birth, whatever you know, things that happen just kind of gets amplified with your own children. Yeah, exactly. So always take that as an opportunity to see this woman on the island. And she just, it's like an exorcism every time. It's incredible how much (laughs) energy just moves out of my body. And that was another thing about staying here is just, I mean, other than the fact that we've been like, you know, trapped on the island, but we did it. We, we, we initially wanted to, because I knew I'm, very much an advocate of knowing astrology, knowing mm-hmm. astrology, knowing cosmology, knowing what ley lines are, where certain lines run on the planet's grid, your own personal natal chart. I think it's your birthright to know what that means and understand it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe I've, I'm self-taught, like I don't have a teacher for these particular teachings, but I've just, again, my triple Virgo just allows me to just go in and dissect go the in. thing. I, yeah. I like to prove things wrong. So I'm always like, is this right? Is this wrong? <laughs> and, and if they turn out to be right, then I'm like a complete devotee. So I knew that, you know, Pluto was going to go into retrograde and it was going to hit the US and foresaw a lot of things that was going to go sideways. Mm. And I knew that I did not want to be in North America. Yeah. And, and I also asked my son, where do you want to live? Mm. You know, while I was pregnant and all signs went to Bali, Mm. all signs went to Bali. So I'm like, okay. So when we were on this tour, we came back to Canada, had my son, natural birth, water birth. Soleil was in on that. Um, If you are planning on inviting your child to witness your childbirth, I do recommend to prep them beforehand them. just so that yeah. they know yeah because you, you know yeah. you go into a primal world and you and make sound yeah. and it's scary <laughs> for them so to prepare them and she was pretty prepared so I was really proud of her and um and yeah we had him we did our 40-day stay and then four months later we came back here mm. beautiful yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing so much of your story. And yeah, so many wisdoms and motherhood is, it is at times a shit show, but it's also the most beautiful honoring thing that we can do. It's just like, whoa, it blows your mind. Like you were saying, like, just humbled by, you know, these spirits choosing us and that we get to be a part of their life. It's, it's pretty amazing, even within its difficulties. But like, like you said, we can use these difficulties, these triggers as opportunities for growth. And it's, mm. you know, and it, it, it's also like, like you said, we, we've been going through intergenerational trauma passed on from, you know, our 
generation from generation. And now when we get to get triggered and we get to take this opportunity to heal, then we're stopping that trauma from being passed to our children. And that's so important and so beautiful, a gift. Exactly. Mm. And they're not made from the same stuff we are. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is a whole other generation speaking forward. Like this is, this is like the the emerald lineage coming down and they speak different. They're Mm. quicker. I mean, things are so much more accelerated with them and we need to be able to work on our stuff enough to be able to handle and maintain, you know, and, and be a little bit of a role model of how to, how to handle our stuff. Like one of my big mantras as you know, because there is no mother role model other than your mother, right? And whatever is being, right. being broadcasted or um, archetyped as a mother in media, right? Yeah. So for me, you know, the archetypal mother is is the Virgin Mary. You know, I'm always mm. like, what would Mary do? Like, I am divine. I am divine, and maintaining that divinity, right? Because I think if they see you as divine, there's and they do, they see you as like, yeah. you know, they're, they're God, you know, and, and maintaining that level of, of graciousness and humility mm. and compassion, you know, and understanding yeah. so that they can always be able to reach out to you in moments of yeah. self-doubt. And, you know, there's a huge suicide rate that's yeah. on the planet right now. And it's like, mm. you think about, fuck, where's their mother? You know, where's the mom? Yeah. Whenever you know, I see and- homeless even as a child, I'd always be like, where, where's the mom? Where's the mom? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so true. And it's like for us to be super, like be vulnerable and open and, you know, that we're kind of navigating this world and we're going through our things. And then that teaches them that, you know, that to be open with their feelings and things that they're going through. And then we can create, you know, that together. And they're not, we are able to again support them, like you said, that these are really advanced beings that are coming through, and they're they're the change that we're hoping, you know, not hoping for, but that's going to bring forth the new earth. These are going to be our new leaders, and we can really support them to keep maintain that within themselves. So yeah, valuable. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna piggyback on what you said that they are the change we want to see on the planet because there is this big, and this is just I'm gonna get it off my chest because it just pisses me off. But I used to be one of these people where, oh, the planet's so fucked up. I don't want to bring more children onto the planet. Yeah, I get that. And that's valid. But we cannot change the planet with the same mind that created the planet. Does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, you choose not to have children, but don't don't put that onto other people. Because if another person Mm. is like so eager and ready to have a a child and they and they're like enthralled about motherhood and they want to move into this chapter in their life and they're ready and then you come at them and say like why would you want to be a parent it, like why can't you just adopt and it's like there's validness mm. in that and also no yeah. you know what i mean exactly no totally yeah and i and i Sorry. think that it's <laughs> no i'm i'm totally on board it's good because it's like what birthing in new earth is about and what you're doing like we're creating new ways like and and we are like this bridge that's going to bring us into these new ways. But then when we support our children, then they're over here creating these new ways that are going to bring us into the new earth. And it's possible. It is happening. And instead of looking at like the shit show, I mean, yeah. there is a shit show happening in the world, but I, I think that there's purpose in the shit show that, you know, absolutely, you know, like there's a crumbling, there's things that are coming up to the surface, you know, the shadow side of things, you know, of the collective needs to come up, we need to see it. But we also need to see that there's other ways, there's new ways, there's ancient ways that we can connect with that are going to bring us forward. And so that's Mm -hmm. why I like to keep that, um, you know, I don't know, it's it's good to see the shadow and the light, like, we don't want to be like, oh, it's just all love and light. (laughs) You know, it's good. Exactly. You have to, you have to have both and you have to be willing to see both. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not either or anymore. It's and, you know, good and bad. Yeah. Good and bad. It's like, and it's just, it's the same part of the same coin. You know, it's like when we start to just bring it above the dark and the light, well, the dark and the light is, is one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, let's kind of go into, I think this is a good lead in to the work that you do for Balinese organizations. I think we talked about like you do some work for Balinese birthing systems and child trafficking. So that's kind of like, yes. Child work. So, yes. So there is, I mean, that as any place there is, you know, there's, there is a dark side and Bali has its dark side. And one of those is child trafficking. Mm. And it's a big thing here. We work with Bali street moms here in Bali and um, we've helped basically just as of a couple months ago, take down three traffickers. Wow. And in, that's amazing. And imprisoned them. And within those three traffickers, there were eight children, like little girls. Oh, gosh. And it's just so hard to know that that mm. is happening. And like how someone can think like that, you know? Like, how does that get infected into your brain that you're going to sell little children for sex? You know? It just makes no sense to me. So that is one of the organizations that we're working on. And there's a couple of other things that we're trying to kind of bring to the surface as well on just creating more awareness and knowing that, you know, these humans who, you know, end up doing this behavior, it goes back to the mother, right? So everything ends and begins with her. And so creating more support for the women, Mm -hmm. creating more support for the women, there is you know, there's Bumi Sahat, which is amazing, but there also isn't enough. Actually, there isn't any postpartum support or postpartum care. And be able, sorry, I get really emotional when I talk about it. But anyways, um, there isn't very uh, a good postpartum support or care. There isn't, there, there's a lot of health centers that are geared around uh, healing, but there isn't any centers that are geared around healthy people. <laughs> You know, so so supporting so supporting more of that kind of um, maintaining the health, maintaining the wellness for for postpartum care and Mm. um, and yeah. And and creating a facility that as much as I like Bumi Sahat, there are some rules that I don't um, necessarily support and and like like there's a rule that you're only supposed to have three meals as a pregnant woman going into labor. And that to me just makes no sense. So uh, (laughs) So yeah, just so kind of restructuring and re-educating and um, and kind of being a little bit more of uh, an educator on how to have an empowered birth, and, mm. um, and and also educating educating not educating the men. I don't want to. Well, it is an education of it's the a men. little bit of yeah, yeah. It is an education mm. of the men. We're just trying to conceptualize what that's going to look like. So it's it's still kind of in its you know, inception period yeah. of what it's going to look like. But we're, we're working pretty, pretty hard on ideas of how to change mm. that. But the, the trafficking here is, is a big thing. And um, there's another project that I can't really talk about too much, but there is another mm. project that will be coming up soon. Um, we do take a big risk about bringing awareness to this because the powers yeah. that be will take you down because it yeah. is a money money-making um thing however as we speak money is changing you know Mm. um right um the way that we associate to currency is changing so as more truth comes up to the surface things are going to start to crumble and other things are going to be more more valuable valuable so Mm -hmm. yeah so it's an interesting time that we're in and as much as you can insure a building you cannot insure a life so that is what we're leaning towards more of that reality of you know how to insure a life Mm. thank you so much for the work that you do i think the child trafficking it's it's so intense You know, it's, it's happening. So all, it's happening around. The, it's happening all over the world. It's and it's I happening think this is going everywhere. Through. Yeah, yeah. And the and the silly thing is that people choose to look away because it's hard to swallow. Mm. You know, it's hard to swallow. It's hard to digest. It's hard to even think that that could be real. And nobody wants to see that. Nobody yeah. wants to talk about it. However, children cannot organize protests. You know. No, we have to do it. We have to do it for them. Do it for them. Mm-hmm. We have to create awareness around that because if it's not us, 
then it's never going to be addressed. It's and never going to change. Yeah. It's never going to yeah. change. It's gonna, that, that cycle, that karmic cycle is just going to keep repeating. Mm-hmm. And that's like, again, like what we talk about, this is the shadow side that's coming up. It's coming. I mean, it's, it's more in people's frame, I think now than before, mm-hmm. but it's still a lot more work. Yeah. Yeah. So I honor you. And I thank you for the work that you do with that. <sighs> thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was heavy. <laughs> okay well I'm glad we tapped on it because again we're working with the shadow and the light here and it's something to be looked at and you know and I encourage people just to do more research on it you know and just educate yourself because there is information out there you know some information is trying to be hidden but there is information educate yourself you know that's what I and you'd you'd be very surprised and disillusioned by the people who are behind that kind of stuff too Mm. You know, it's pretty, um, yeah. it almost takes the faith away on humanity. Yeah. But then, but then you remember that someone has to think like me too. You know, there's someone yeah. out there that thinks like yeah. me too. So totally. totally. So then you persevere and you keep doing, doing the work. Mm. Yes. All right. Let's switch a little bit from that. But thank you again for sharing about that. You're welcome. So, so you're also doing such amazing work in your clothing collection. So you you know you're an advocate for slow, mindful living and regenerative regenerative fashion, and and I feel like this is so important in our world right now. You know this is this is the way forward. Like this is the way we need to start thinking about our lives and what we're doing to Mother Earth and so much that we need to shift in these ways. So I think this is the way of New Earth to to um, really be looking at what you're doing so tell us more about your your regenerative fashion your clothing line and I just really feel like you're quite a visionary in this area yeah no yes this has been a passion of mine for a really long time it's almost a decade now and um, it's really just kind of not returning to the old renaissance way but you know in the olden times you just had you know a wardrobe that was specifically for, you know, that did all the things, right? You didn't need so much consumerism. You didn't need so many things, you know? And then once we introduced uh, the vegetable dye or the plant dye that now is not, um, now is just not generated organically as, you know, as it tends to do when consumerism is at a high demand. And we start to lose our way, right? We start to lose our way. And the skin being the organ that absorbs everything Mm. you put on it and being super mindful of how you draped your temple, right? We, okay, this is going to go a little bit um, off, not off topic, but I'm going to reel it back and you'll see how. So we adorn, we adorn churches, right? We adorn churches, we adorn temples, we adorn mosques, we adorn all these places of worship. And yet we negate how we adorn our temple, you know, where our most, you know, precious, precious uh, yeah. technology software dwells, right? Our heart, our pituitary, our endocrine system, our, you know, this beautiful synergetic energy that runs up and down, that connects us to God, that connects us to the, you know, to the unseen, the unknown. And why not be mindful about what you put on your body, you know? If the skin absorbs 80% of what you put on it, mm. why not be mindful and take that extra moment to flip the garment inside out and read the label on the tag? What is mm. the fiber? You know, and you know, we're we're working at a time where we're on a timeline where everything's fast, everything's yeah. instant gratification. I mean, we have technology which is quick. I can send you a photo, you get it in like the minute I press send. And there's this validation that we get around that. And for me, it's just reversing that, Mm. you know, take the time to move from doing into just being, being with the moment, being with the waiting, being Mm. with the knowing that you are actually making a change by investing on Mm. a quality and a mindfulness of a product that is going to last you a long time because a, you're working with natural fibers. B, everything is plant dyed if we do work with color. And C, that is empowering you to either, every time you make a purchase with us, you have a choice 
to donate to these organizations that we have. And you see that go forward. I have trust issues (laughs) when people say that you're donating, like with the GoFundMe things. I'm like, I don't know. Is it really really going to like your ruptured spleen? I have a hard time trusting this. So, you know, I need to see the proof in the pudding. I need to see where everything's going. I used to work with an organization back in Canada where I would host these women's gatherings. And I would donate, you know, 50% of um, what we made. And sometimes when it was a tea ceremony, all of the profits would go to this particular um, woman's center. And it was for a homeless women's shelter. And I would go in next month, the same, like they still needed toilet paper. They still needed, you know, menstrual cycle uh, products. They still needed all these things. I'm like, mm-hmm. so what, what, what is it going towards? Oh, it's going towards food. And I'm like, but this is what they need. So then I took it on myself and actually just bought everything, you know, myself and went over and gave it to them all individually. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that for me, Mm. I was like, okay, I know now I know that that's where it's going versus to give it to like, so yeah. So you see where, where your buck is going, you see where it's going. And then in turn, you know, we're very transparent with how we manufacture, who is making Mm. your piece, you know, how we're shipping we don't work with, you know, the shipping organizations that yeah. people are kind of still on the fence of, you know, whether it's a conspiracy theory or not. But I just I'm still, you know, I'm a little yeah, upset about the conspiracy you. on the conspiracy. So, yes. But, you know, we, we are very mindful of how of who and what we work with. And yeah. going back to the fibers and going back to the to, to the actual, you know, product, we, we used to do a lot of dead stock. We used to, back when we um, manufactured in India, we were using a lot of um, dead, dead stock. And dead stock is just fabrics that are bought by bigger corporations. And they whatever is it that they don't use goes to waste. So mm. we, I would take all, all of that waste and repurpose it. So yeah. we did that a lot in India because there were, we were working out of a factory and that model changed for us. And it was just one, one percentage of what we were doing was out of a factory and the rest was just um, family oriented and family connections. And now we've basically, since COVID, we've, we're only manufacturing here in Bali and it's so beautiful to see because now everything that we do is made to order. So there's no waste. So we only make five units at a time just to like, you know, Mm. make sure that, you know, people are, you know, a popular piece. We make sure that we have stock, but truth be told, everything is made to order. Everything is customizable to your size. I have a thing about sizes. Yeah, I have a thing about sizes. I don't like large, small, extra small. I don't like that. Yeah. Like there's just, again, it's that old programming of what beauty looks like Mm. in our society and in our culture. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's bullshit. And I think if you're, if you're voluptuous and yummy and you love yourself, that's all that matters, you know, and really destroying the illusion of what beauty looks like. You know, you look at old Renaissance paintings and like the women were just, oh my God, right? Like just stunning and just glorified, you know? And it's like, Mm. that's changed. That's changed so much. So a lot of my clothing is very oversized, very loose fitting, and it's intended to grow. It's intended to grow with you, you know? So if you're a maiden moving into motherhood and you're pregnant and then you're breastfeeding. So there's there's that mindfulness in every piece. Mm. Can I whip out a boob here at any moment? Yeah, <laughs> that is very important. <laughs> it's so important. And I don't lose the stretch. I don't, lose, I don't get a cow neck. So yeah, so it's yeah. very intended for that. And however, I do, I do support, you know, the thinner woman who wants a little bit more of a fitted piece. Please, yes, email me your measurements and I will customize that for you free of charge. Why? Because it's all made to order anyways. I don't have to charge you extra for that. And again, for another woman, like, actually, I am a little bit bigger and I want to actually have that flowy on a bigger body. Absolutely. Send me your measurements. This is great. So we've cut down waste. I've just recently been working with color. We launched a, um, a rosemary uh, sage green color, which is all natural plant diet, which is amazing. Yeah. 
we did that over the over over Christmas, and we did another uh, two tones of indigo, a softer tone of indigo, mm. and then a darker tone of indigo, which is beautiful. And then just with the wear of each piece, it's just going to get even more. Becomes a talisman, right? It becomes a piece you can yeah. pass down, and a piece that you want to keep, you know, or sell, mm. you know, resell, repurpose, or however. And, and yeah, it's been really, really sweet. There's a very particular um, leaf here on the, on the island. It's, uh, what is the, the, anyways, it does this really beautiful rust color and yeah. I love it. It's a beautiful rust color and I love it. And that is our um, harvest moon color, which I always want to do it as a, you know, only for the winter period, but people just love it. So it's just continuously moving on its own and regenerating its own little population and popularity and and yeah and I always kind of just stick to my neutral colors my there's a crisp white that I have that we make through enzymes so and it's just pure pure white for my kundalini practitioners and then there's an off-white that I that I also offer which is um before dyed so it's just natural unprocessed completely you know, it's basically this color. So it's just beautiful white. And it depends on the skin tone that, yeah, it depends on your skin tone that it will just kind of look different on each person. But yeah, that's kind of the... I love it. uh, I also want to hear about, this is so cool, because you said you're manufacturing in Bali, but I read somewhere that you're, because you love, um, you think parenting is the most, you know, most important role you're the manufacturing yes. from, you have women and um, manufacturing from their homes. Is that right? Yes. Yes. We I don't think that's have so a where, cool. we, Yeah, we don't, yeah. We, we dropped the factory mentality. We dropped the warehouse mentality. All of our seamstresses work from home and at their own pace. There's no mm. nine to five. It's just when, but they all get paid pretty, I mean, royalty considered here like they're just so grateful for the wage they're so grateful for the pay they're just happy and I think that's very important if the baseline Mm. and what you do creates happiness and joy then it's felt and it's supported you know I did I did a summit for um it was on regenerative fashion Mm. a couple months ago and it was I think it was in Europe that the summit was being held and it was pretty cool. And we were talking about uh, different artists and um, one thing, one topic came up and it was hobby designers and people that just want to do it because they can and they have, you know, the trust fund and they want to do it. And that's great. And I spoke, I spoke on it. If you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, there's, n- there's not going to be a resonance, you know, yeah. there's, there's not going to be a magnitude that is going to no, give no. you yeah the frequency and now that we've moved into 5d everything's working on energy everything's Mm. working on energy and you'll just get an insight a feeling and you're just gonna know oh this isn't this isn't made with integrity or this isn't it's not made with love if the yeah if the person that's making it isn't being treated with balance harmony and integrity you know and i think it's i think that's so important yeah so important because you're feeling you feel it in all sorts of industries like if you go eat at a restaurant you know you feel it in the food you feel it into the shops you know the few shops you walk into you really it's it's so important yeah. and I yeah just, if the people behind it aren't happy the yeah, thing isn't the, happy the intention the, is, the intention and it comes from the yeah. top like it could be like you could have a really beautiful waitress but if the feeling from the, t- you know, whoever's in charge of it is not, it's not coming through, you can feel the, the residence, yeah. like you said. Mm. So I always, sure. I want to always make sure that they're happy. And I'm, I mean, my human design is, you know, manifesto generator. So my number one <laughs> thing is like, how are you feeling? Are you good? Okay, good. How can you be better? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. just want to make sure that everyone is happy and good and like taken care yeah. of and. I go out of my way to just make things more comfortable for them as well, because, you know, it's very, it's important to me. It's just, yeah. It's well, and then it's really like, important. it comes back. It's, and that's the whole thing. Like, this is, this is the way forward. We give and we get, it's like this, this energetic pulse back and forth. So when we're giving and you're giving to the women that you work for, then they're going to be so happy. Put that energy and love into your clothes. And then that, you know, helps the whole the cycle it's like all coming back all around exactly 
and this in, is and on that, mm-hmm. yeah and and on that note we my <laughs> husband my husband has these well he doesn't have we got these music boxes in india when we were in india we have three we want to get more but we have been having a hard time sourcing them but you can put a mantra in these they're called mantra boxes or prayer boxes and it will play forever until you turn it off and they're run on battery or you can plug them in so three of my main seamstresses like where where um they have a bigger home because the the, the houses in bali's are like little uh little haciendas comparable to mm-hmm. like you know the mexican culture they're um they're beautiful. So it's all, it's family oriented. So my main, I call her my product manager. So she's kind of like my, she, she's my dama. She's my main main. And um, so she has, you know, her auntie sewing and she's got her uh, sister-in-law sewing and her husband sewing. So she's got like a couple people. So she's got one of the mantra boxes and the mantra boxes is just running nonstop. It's just continuously running. And it's, again, it's, it's an energy. It's a sound current yeah. that's being weaved in the fibers you know mm. so if you grab if you get the piece it's just it's just gonna make you feel good and it's a prosperity yeah. mantra so continuous to align with you know your spirit pro spirit your highest yeah, yeah. <sighs> this is so good i'm so very inspired by you Myra. so thank you for everything that you're doing oh. and thank and you. it's such amazing work and I will put all Myra's links down below. You can check out her clothing line. She, um, you run online. So maybe tell us more about you. You run online classes as well, and like tea ceremonies and yoga classes yes. and things where we can connect with you. Because of course, yeah. yeah. So I offer I offer two monthly classes um, online through a platform called LiveKick. They are a pretty cool platform. They have a variety of yoga teachers worldwide. And I offer two particular classes. One is on the new moon. So new moon intention setting. And the other one is on the full moon. Just, you know, redefining yourself and restructuring your electromagnetic field so that you feel more harmonious and center. And it's all Kundalini yoga teachings as taught by Yogi Bhajan as a channel. And we do do a little bit of journaling. So they're more workshop style. So they'll be like, about um, an hour and 45 minutes. Sometimes I go two hours, depending on what's being transpired. But um, but yeah, I, I could send you all the links too and you can share that. Perfect. Yay. Yay. Great. So this is yeah. so wonderful. And yeah, I feel like you've covered a lot, you know, talking about motherhood and getting pregnant to um, even the shadow side of things and child trafficking. But this is Again, like I think this is this is the time, like you said, it this is the time for us to move forward and take that leap to, you know, higher dimensions or wherever we're, we're moving. And um, yeah, sharing this information is so important. Yeah, not, you know, mm. and there's one thing to be said that God God is everywhere. You know, that governing, generating, organizing, delivering force is everywhere, and the shadow side. It's just in one spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not omnipresence. And it's easy for us to, you know, be negative because it's easy. And it's a lot of work to be positive because mm. it takes a lot from us, you know? Yeah. So just re- reminding yourself not to be so hard on yourself when you do have yes. those pitfalls, you know? Yeah. And shame is the deepest pit that you can fall into and the mm. hardest one to get out of. So really mm. be mindful of you know, and also in parenting and in motherhood, never yes. compare yourself to anybody else. Yes. Ever. Never compare, yes. never compete, and never complain. Okay? Yes. Because those three C's will just rip you 30% of your vitality. So 30 mm. plus 30 plus 30, 90%. You're only mm. running on 10%. Like, no, baby girl. Mm. You got to optimize and know yeah. that each opportunity that you feel triggered is a moment for you to be victorious. Yes. Beautiful. I love the three C's. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Cause it's, and I think it is, we're so like, we're our hardest critic. We're so hard on ourselves. And even, you know, when you're on the spiritual path, you know, you get into this time that, oh, we're not good enough kind of thing. And that's, mm-hmm. that has to be, has to be laid to bed because we are good enough. We're, we're on this journey, having a human experience, you know, doing. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 
she shares in the world and thank you thank you so much for being here with us today and I look forward to continue continue collaborating and co-creating this beautiful world yes I can't wait to have you back on the island for a visit yes oh my gosh I am like I'm waiting I'm waiting for like the go, the go to go for the green yeah. light all well, right. Thank you Hope so you much. Your day. Thank you everyone you for too. being here with us today. Take care. Thank Bye. you everyone. Thank you for joining the podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Birthing in New Earth, our gatherings, events, our amazing collective of speakers, please join us over at Instagram at Birthing in New Earth. If you liked what you listened to today, please subscribe, leave us some stars, any comments, we'd love to hear from you. Any topics that you want us to talk about, please send it through. Thank you for being here and have a beautiful day.